It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. There's a little bit of news about all three Cincinnati Bengals who were recently seen together at UFC in Las Vegas. Joe Burrow training in California. Tadobe Awuzie playing chess. Jesse Bates contract not looking so good. We'll break it all down today on Locked On Bengals. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we're the Lockdown Bengals podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, covering your team, the Cincinnati Bengals, every day. Free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We appreciate all of you that subscribe, that follow, that leave comments, that leave reviews. And especially those of you that make us your first listen. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. And James, we're going to start with Joe Burrow today on this game, this edition of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. <laughs> we're going to get into Jesse Bates as reports indicate that he might not show up for training camp after all. We'll talk about the ramifications there. And Jadobe Abouzier played a chess tournament. And for me, this is a, a fantastic <laughs> collision of worlds. He also was interviewed in the middle of his chess tournament, had some interesting things to say about Joe Burrow's chess acumen and how chess has translated to other aspects of his life, such as football and, and that sort of thing. He also played against Amari Cooper. So pretty cool. I, AFC North well, preview is, is basically exactly, what you're telling me. Exactly. Yeah. Former teammates to... Now division rivals, but still good friends, it seems like, but so competitive. We'll get into that later on in the show. We're going to start with Joe Burrow, who, according mm-hmm. to Peter Schrager, was out in California doing his off-season check-in with Jordan Palmer that may or may not be a regularly scheduled occurrence for the Cincinnati Bengals franchise quarterback. And Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson apparently out there with him. Mm-hmm. And this was probably in the last week, it looks like, the the borough contingent may or may not still be in California as of the time of recording this on Sunday, but at least for the last week or so, I believe after Vegas anyway, Burrow was out there working with Palmer and his former LSU wide receivers. Yep, he's uh, was out there in California. I, I love this, uh, and I, I love this for a variety of reasons. One, w- once it came to light, and Schrager said it on on the Bill Simmons podcast. Naturally, I wrote about it for all Bengals. And then the next day, Joe Burrow, which I wrote it on Saturday, Sunday, Burrow posted on IG uh, a caption uh, or a picture of himself throwing. And it looks like the California weather. And he said, preparing for invaders. That was the caption. So uh, he he does uh, always seem to have good captions on IG. But the reason I like this is because last time we heard from Joe Burrow in a news conference setting, what did he say? It's go time. He said, you know, all of it, he's locked in and he had a couple of trips 
but he's still going to be putting in the work. And in natural Joe Burrow fact, uh, you know, fashion, completely accurate. Everything he said, right? He went to Vegas, then California. Who knows? Maybe he uh, was in Colorado for, for Logan Wilson's wedding. You're the one who did the investigative reporting there that it was in California. Congrats to the Wilsons. Also, Evan McPherson getting married this weekend. Competitive there. We, we did that MVP chart. Who's, who's more valuable? Which wedding do you pick? If you're the Bengals, that's tough if they're in separate cities, which they were on the same night. So uh, that being said, Joe Burrow looks like he's uh, getting his work in. And I love that he's throwing to two of the best wide receivers in the league. One, obviously, on his team in Jamar Chase, the other, Justin Jefferson. By the way, for those wondering, where was T. Higgins? Where was Tyler Boyd? Uh, they were at a camp, Tyler Boyd's camp. I'm pretty sure it was in Pittsburgh, uh, his hometown. Yeah. on Saturday. So I would imagine that uh, that's where they were. That's why they didn't link up. But uh, nevertheless, it, it's good to see that Joey B's putting in time, not only with Jordan Palmer, but with some top wide receivers ahead of the ahead of training camp with what we got just over two weeks away now, Jake. So the countdown is on. Yeah, we're we're really close now. Just yeah, two weeks away from rookies reporting less than two weeks away from rookies reporting July 23rd is that date always good to see the quarterback getting in a little bit of extra offseason work love that he's got the opportunity to reconnect with justin jefferson now that you know he's having a healthy offseason and it's always good to see that you know getting the extra reps in with jamar chase he also did talk i think about getting the guys together to throw and and have a few sessions with his cincinnati bengals teammates in addition to jamar chase i think and so yeah. we may or may and, not hear about those but they'll likely happen and going back really quick sorry james before you jump in what what are evan mcpherson and logan wilson doing scheduling their weddings on the same day Uh, i'll tell you i'll tell you right now what they're doing they're saying yes honey that that, oh that's the (laughs) date you want yeah yes you think they have any and i get it right star linebacker man locked up cooper cup in regardless of what you say put the clamps on cooper cup had a breakout year evan mcpherson kicking field goals from seventy thousand yards out he's the steph curry of of kickers all that whatever i'm just saying mac money mac and logan wilson they they know better if they're concentric friend circles if there's a venn diagram with significant overlap of those friend circles that they wanted an intent and maybe there's not right maybe it's just you know a few a few bengals teammates had to make a decision um then you know you would think you might coordinate with your friend i don't know maybe evan mcpherson's now wife is not particularly close with logan wilson's now wife and that wasn't wasn't an issue but I mean, yeah, I mean, well, they're coworkers, right? I mean, that's how you view it. How many, right. it, it's rare to have your coworkers wife tight with your wife. So you just got to kind of make there it. There are deal. definitely, there that's are it. clicks of, of player wives though. There are like close friends. I know for sure among current Cincinnati Bengal wives. Sure. No, yeah. no doubt. And I, I will say there is an age gap. Logan Wilson, we talked about this, came in sure. a little older. I mean, he's Joe Burrow. He's 25. So I'm sure that. That could matter a little bit too when you got Money Mac and in his crew versus Logan Wilson. Not that he's old, not that you're old, Logan, because you're not, but by football, from a football standpoint. Right. Well, a little bit older, let's say. Correct. Correct. Actually, 22 year old kicker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's an easy distinction to make. Uh, a lot of fun stuff there. Not so fun. We're doing a sandwich of, of fun, not so fun, fun on today's show. Jesse Bates may not show up for training camp. We'll break down that news coming up next. 
But first, a word from Bet Online, your one-stop shop. Speaking of fun and fun sandwiches, that's all Bet Online is. It's UFC, NFL, MLB, NBA, anything else that you want to wager on, all wrapped into one stop shop for you at Bet Online. I've used Bet Online, and whether you maybe won when you wagered on Jamar Chase to an offensive rookie of the year. And if you listen to this podcast, we were pretty bullish on Jamar Chase, even through that drop part of uh, last offseason, last training camp, all of those things. We thought he was pretty talented. And guess what? If you would have wagered on him last year, you would have cashed in big. I'm sure, you know, if you want to wager on Dax Hiddle and defensive rookie of the year, those odds pretty long right now. You can do that and so much more in one spot. Bet online. And maybe you think Joey B is going to be MVP. That and so much more. One spot. Don't delay. Like I said, any sport you can imagine, they have it for you. A one-stop shop for all things sports, wagering, news, and info. Bet online where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Speaking of long odds for Dax Hill, the news we're about to discuss (laughs) may change those odds a little bit. Maybe more of an opportunity for Dax Hill coming because according to Mike Garofolo, whose name I always struggle with. Garofolo, you're close. I you're got close. it this time, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have yeah. a hard time with the accent on the last name, indicating that Jesse Bates is not going to show up to training camp without a new deal. Now, last week we talked about this, and this didn't make a whole lot of sense to us. We were saying that there's nothing you can do after July 15th. You either sign the deal and you collect your $13 million, you pass go, and you get another chance next season without missing a year like Le'Veon Bell did before he collected, honestly, a pretty paltry deal after taking his year off. His gamble did not pay off. No. Or, and he wasn't good after it, by the way. That, that, that's right. Yeah. So, so Jesse Bates has a choice to make. It would make sense to you and I, James, I think, as we discussed last week, for him to show up to training camp, put his best foot forward for this season, and put a good season together for potential suitors next year. If a deal doesn't get done, which looks unlikely at this point, according to reports, nothing has changed. The gap between $13 million and $18 million, too big to bridge, apparently, at this point for Jesse Bates and for the Bengals, may not show up to camp. Losing those valuable reps, losing that valuable preparation time. Now, from a financial perspective, if Jesse Bates comes and signs his franchise tender before week one and practices that week and is available to the team for week one, he doesn't lose any money. Mm -hmm. The game checks don't start until week one. But from a football perspective, from a long-term career perspective, you wonder how detrimental that might be. And maybe it'd be fine, right? Maybe Jesse's good enough. But mm-hmm. missing those reps, missing that time with your teammates is a little bit tough, I think, in terms of getting ready for a football season when he struggled in the regular season last year at times. Breaking news. The Bengals and Jesse Bates aren't going to get a deal done before July 15th. Wow. 
crazy take. I didn't put the, the, the chain on for that, by the way. Um, and I don't even really think I should have put the chain on, but, you know, I, I felt like something cool on my neck here as I go and uh, maybe not send a message, but be honest with Jesse Bates here. Because to me, it's pretty simple. And this doesn't really have to do with backing the Bengals or, uh, you, you know, thinking that the Bengals are this or that. It, it's looking at it from a 50,000-foot view and looking down. And what we have here is a safety that's really good, not viewed as a great player in the NFL. Good, very good, I think is, is fair. Never been an all-pro. Never been a pro bowler. Was a second-team all-pro. Sorry, YouTube commenters, because I know someone was going to get me. But has never been a first-team all-pro. Once elite safety money. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler has been doing these these rankings all week uh, with NFL executives and coaches and players. And Bates was sixth in the safety rankings. Not first, not second, not third, not fourth, not sixth. So the Bengals are paying him like a top five safety. That's what the franchise tag is. They don't want to pay him $18 million per year, which would make him a top two safety. Minka's the only one that's making that type of uh, you know, annual average value, annual average salary, whatever you want to call it. And so knowing that the Bengals aren't going to blink, that they're not going to do that, and maybe they do, you'd never say never, but I'm going to say it never. Before the July 15th deadline, it's a simple question, Jesse. What do you want to be? Do you want to be a distraction? Do you want people like me to ask every player in the locker room about you at one point or another? Okay, let's set that aside. Do you want to be an elite safety? Not very good, elite, all pro this year? You want all those flowers? Do you want to be second or first in the rankings next year? Because I think he's capable. I really do. I think he could make a huge leap. I think he could be this great tackling, passes defense, interception machine. Maybe he has seven interceptions this year because teams are trying them deep, and, man, Jesse Bates just isn't seeing it and isn't having it, and he has this amazing year. I don't think you start off having an amazing year by missing camp. I, I think that's extremely hard for anybody. Uh, you know, in, and so someone like Jesse Bates, this is the biggest year of his career. The biggest year probably, and I don't think I'm being dramatic here, biggest year of his life from a professional standpoint. You can train all you want on your own. It's different when you get to camp. Do you really want to miss those reps? You really want to miss that time. You're going to get paid the same regardless. I understand that. I do. But there's no more negotiating. There's no more posturing. I don't think you're more likely to get hurt at camp than you are, uh, you know, going through drills and working out on your own. Zach Taylor's camp and really NFL camps in general aren't that hard hitting. They aren't that crazy. And so to me, if Jesse Bates is serious about two things, the first of which selfishly, and we all are this way, I would be this way too. It's not team first. It's what's going to make me the most money long-term. After July 15th, it's balling your ass off in 2022 and being the best version of yourself. Well, how do you get that? To me, it's showing up for camp. I, I just, I think that. Put in all the work, being around your teammates, making sure you uh, gel with these young guys in the secondary that you haven't even met yet, all of those things. And then two, what is best for the team? In, in winning a ring, because that's the conversation they should be having. How do you get over the hump and win Super Bowl 57? And to me, it starts late July. So we'll see if he shows up to camp or not. But 
man. And maybe he comes midway through. And I'm not like judging him. But if he's all in on being the best he can be this year and all in on winning this year. And by the way, if you help the Bengals win, the Cincinnati Bengals, ask CJ Uzama how his bank account feels. It matters in league circles. It just does. So if he goes out there and has a career year and the Bengals win the Super Bowl, he's gonna, he might be the highest paid safety in the league next year. And so that's the part of it that I hope I hope he takes the long view here and not the short view. Because short view, it's easy to say, they're not paying me. They don't value me. I'm not coming. Fine. But is that going to give you the best, put you in the best position to succeed in 2022 personally and as a team? I, I'm not so sure it is. Yeah, I, I agree that I think being in training camp probably prepares you the best to have the best season with your team. You can do all the work you want as an individual football player to get your body in shape, to get your mind right, to sharpen your individual talents and skills. But football ultimately is a team sport. And if you want to have a good season on the field, you probably need to get those reps in with your teammate in your system. And you probably have a pretty good idea of what your system is at this point. It's not going to change a ton. But for the wrinkles, for the three safety sets that they're going to do more of if Dax Hill stays healthy, which Ricardo Allen couldn't for a lot of last year, it's hard to, it's hard to see that those reps don't matter. I think... For every position, I would say that those reps yeah. are really important. And I think especially for a guy who's supposed to be a leader of your defense, that, again, is going to be pretty important. Uh, just just a quick note, ranked sixth in ESPN's rankings, as you mentioned, James. Highest ranking was second, lowest ranking out of the top ten, which wow. is pretty common. Marcus Williams, Baltimore Ravens, highest ranking second, lowest ranking out of the top ten. A lot of diversity of opinion on uh, NFL safeties, which I found to be pretty interesting, like Buda Baker, highest ranking one, lowest ranking out of the top 10. Derwin James, highest ranking two, lowest ranking out of the top 10. So some crazy... Out of the top 10 for Derwin? That's yeah. kind of wild to me. Some, I would some pretty interesting, interesting <laughs> stuff. Even the number one player on the list, Justin Simmons, highest ranking one, lowest ranking eight. So some diversity of opinion. For sure. Minka Fitzpatrick, highest ranking, one lowest ranking, six. Minka, obviously the highest paid safety in the league. The sixth highest paid safety in the NFL right now is Eddie Jackson at $14.5 million. So if you're looking for payment based on this list that Jeremy Fowler has put together based on his survey, then you should be paying Jesse Bates around $15 million a year. And is that deal on the table? We'll never know. I don't think we will know. Uh, I don't think it gets it done, though. I think that's what we've seen. Because if if the Bengals are willing to pay him 13, I think they'd probably go 15. I think, think that might have gotten done last offseason. <laughs> and to me, it's the, oh, well, now Minka's deal's done. I want, I want Minka money. And by the way, I don't blame Jesse. I don't want people thinking that. But go out there and ball out and show you are a first-team All-Pro. Like, show it. Show everybody. Well, that's certainly the what Bengals. the Bengals have said. That's what they said last year at this time. No, They're saying, no doubt. We need to we need to see it. And, and he had his worst season statistically. Uh, worst of a, a rough regular season, for sure. Was great in the playoffs. It's unfortunate, I think. Bottom line for Bengals fans, for Bengals supporters, for people that want to see the team do well, that this doesn't look like it's going to happen. It all signs indicate. I would say that Jesse Bates will be 
a free agent this time next. Well, not this time next year. We'll be playing for another team this time next year. And the Bengals at least drafted Dax Hill. We'll finish up with a fun one, James. Shinobi Abuzie playing in Blitz Champs, a chess.com chess event. Talking smack with Amari Cooper. Had a fierce battle. Six NFL players playing in this tournament. Pretty fun stuff. We'll wrap up the show there coming up next. But first, I have to tell you about rockauto.com. And rockauto.com is as consistent as you could ever want. And there's nothing better than consistency when it comes to your automobile. You want it to start. You want it to get you to point A, from point A to point B. And you want to do it with quality parts at the lowest cost. And that's what rockauto.com has been doing for more than two decades. They're a family-owned business. I've used them. And here's the thing. Yeah, you could go to a big box store and ask Earl if they have the parts in stock, or you could go to the dealership and pay 30, 50, 100% more, or you could save money, shop from the comfort of your own home, get the same quality parts, have even more variety, especially for the big timers like Jake Lisko who drive the Mercedes Benz. Yeah, I fit that in there. And, and yeah, they have Benz parts, Daewoo parts, Ford Bronco parts, anything you can imagine at rockauto.com. So go there now. Don't delay. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car, truck, and be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. People that have listened to Locked On Bengals for a long time, James, know that I, a, I like chess. I think it's a fun game. I think it really stretches the mind in ways that, that are translatable in other ways in life. And we know that Chidobe Wozier and Joe Burrow have been playing chess together. And Chido, not Joe, but Cheeto is playing in a little chess tournament over at chess.com. Six NFL players or former players in Larry Fitzgerald's case, but Larry Fitzgerald, Kayvon Thibodeau, Micah Parsons, Amari Cooper. I'm forgetting two. Larry, Larry Cheeto. And there's one now that I'm forgetting. Didn't he beat um, a defensive lineman? Or, he, or he beat Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau. Okay. Anyway, pretty cool chess tournament going on. He he's just destroyed Kayvon Thibodeau. Will Davis is the sixth guy who okay. actually I think is really good. I think he won all of his games. But it was a it's a round robin tournament to start two groups. So Cheeto's in a group with Kayvon and with Amari Cooper. And the other group was Eric Armstead, Will Davis, and Larry Fitzgerald. So I guess I got some maybe maybe Will Davis was a late substitute for Micah Parsons because it was supposed to be Micah Parsons, I think, originally. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Cheeto beat the heck out of Kayvon Thibodeau, won two games pretty easily, pretty relaxed fashion. Won his first game against Amari Cooper, 
had a great comeback, ground out a win. And, and then in the second game is when things got interesting because Cheeto's playing with an Apple mouse. And for those of you that use Apple mice, you might know that right-clicking on an Apple mouse yeah. is quite challenging. And he had accidentally pre-moved a bunch of moves because they're playing online. You can do pre-moving in online chess. And he told Amari, my queen is about to go to C2, C3, whatever square it was on the board. And Amari Cooper moves his knight to go take the, the queen for free. And then they start arguing. Just open mic for like seven minutes of Cheeto saying that Amari Cooper is cheating. And Amari saying like, no, you just slip, man. If you slip on the football field and somebody scores a touchdown on you, that's your fault. And it was just this open mic back and forth of Amari Cooper so, and Cheeto for seven minutes just talking about how Cheeto felt wronged. Yeah. How, why did he feel wrong, though? I'm confused. Well, because he was playing with this mouse that was screwing him up and it did a bunch of moves that he didn't want to do. Okay. So, so he, it, did, it he moved, didn't want to move the queen to C3? Or he no, did? No, no, no. Like it did three straight moves or four straight moves that he did not want to do. And absolutely lost in the game. Like right, straight up let, lost in the let game. Me, let me ask you this then. Did he say it after the fact or before? Like did he did he, he think he, that it was gonna do something else? No, he, he told he told Amari before the queen where the queen was going. And when he told Amari where the queen was going, Amari was like, Okay, I'm gonna make these moves and I'm gonna take your queen for free. So that I think is a little bit sketchy. The ones before that, before Cheeto told him what the pre-moves were, that, that is on Cheeto for sure. Also, he probably shouldn't have told his opponent where his queen was going and get, gave his queen up for free. Yeah, okay. Interesting, interesting. And then they played a third time? They, they played a tie-break game because they were tied 1-1. Both, both players won with the black pieces, which generally speaking, for equally matched chess players, you're at a disadvantage moving second. Uh, the stats bear this out. Black pieces hardly ever win, especially at the very high levels of chess, at the lower levels of chess where these guys are playing. Like, they're not grandmasters. The black pieces certainly win quite a bit more often. But they played a tie break, which is a blitz game, so faster time control. They were playing 10-minute games, then they went to a three-minute game. And Cheeto was, like, in a, in a position that was very, very hard to lose. And... Uh-oh. Amari Cooper just made a few Uh-oh. moves that, that Cheeto did not react well to Uh-oh. and like Uh-oh. threw it in epic fashion. So Uh-oh. these guys, Cheeto was talking a lot of smack too in his interview about how Amari Cooper went and got lessons and did some coaching and still couldn't beat him over the board when they were playing together in Dallas. And Amari Cooper got his revenge. But uh, it's going to be a, a nice little preamble to these guys going against each other on the field. It seems like they have a really good relationship, but what stood out to me was just how competitive they both mm-hmm. were and that the football competitiveness really translating to the over the board chess competitiveness. Like these guys and, and Cheeto said this about the Bengals locker room too. Like Joe's the only one that really plays with him because Joe has this mentality. Joe Burrow has this mentality where he wants to get better. He wants to learn. When he gets his butt kicked, he's not just like, all right, I'm never playing this again. I like to do things that I win. And so he's like, yeah, we have to take it easy on some of the other guys in the locker room when they play so they don't get scared off. Yeah. I thought that was I, pretty and, funny. Yeah, I could see that. And I could totally see Joe being that way, right? How does he respond to losses? 
the dude watches Super Bowl 56 the next day, treats it like yeah. any other loss, which is smart. Um, here's the thing. Two things. One, I didn't watch this. You watch this. Obviously, you're more involved, you know, interested in this. But the thing I loved about it was that Jake Lisko was giving me Twitter DM like play by play <laughs> updates. And yeah. you, you know, they they play by play strong, but updates. And I loved it because I was getting the best of both worlds. Cause I was kind of curious if being competitive, if Cheeto was going to win. At Should've the same won. time, yeah. At the same time, did I care enough to go to chess.com? I did not. So if that worked out well. Second piece to this. Of the two, and all of our listeners agree. Amari Cooper, you want him to win on uh, Saturday, July 9th in a chess match right. against Cheeto um, versus uh, on the football field. And, and that's a, an interesting dynamic that I really haven't thought of much following the Cooper trade. The fact that they were teammates in Dallas, that they Very know each close. other, yeah. that, that Cooper is clearly the number one in, in Cleveland, uh, Cheeto clearly the number one corner on the Bengals. That's going to be a fun one. And it's got, it's kind of gotten overlooked because of all the drama that's going on in Cleveland right now. And rightfully so, but yeah, that, that'll be fun. Yeah. I think it'll be fun for sure. Cheeto also talked a little bit about how he feels football prepares him or sorry, chess prepares him for football. Talked about pattern recognition, talked about after he started playing chess, his ability to prioritize really improved. And he feels like it's really helped him to organize his life and has helped him on the football field. Also mentioned that Joe Burrow has beaten Cheeto straight up without odds. So Joe Burrow is pretty good at chess too because Cheeto, for those of you that know anything about that don't know anything about chess, it's, it's based your your ranking is based on an ELO system. You beat somebody who's ranked better than you, you gain points, you lose some, you lose to somebody who's worse than you, you lose more points. The highest rated chess players are in the 2700s, 2600s. Cheeto is probably around a 14 to 1600 rapid player, which was a 10 minute time control they were playing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's got thousands of games on chess.com. Like 4000 games. Wow. On on chess.com of of blitz games and he's won uh he, he's won just a little bit more than he's lost, probably about a, a 1500 or so in blitz and, and Amari Cooper's got like 8000 games on chess.com. Wow. These guys play a ton of chess, which is kind of crazy to think about. And and I'm pretty sure that in the Bengals locker room, Burrow and Cheeto, they'll just leave the game like there and they'll just make a move yeah. to when they can they don't play blitz where it's time constraint oh, i bet they do minute. a little bit i'm sure they i'm sure they do some of that maybe they do both right yeah. where they're like all right look, well we only have four minutes here but I, I know it sits there and it's like don't move the pieces don't touch them oh yeah as well so yeah it's, it's, fun. it's fun stuff and you can see cheeto's account on chess.com if you're into chess we're gonna we're gonna leave this here uh cheeto knows K-N-O-W-S, Cheeto Knows, is his chess.com username. I think this is public information. I'm not leaking anything. This is the account that he was playing with in the tournament. So don't go bombard him with like chess friend requests or whatever. That's obnoxious. But you can go check out his games and his history over at chess.com. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. We've been talking about this look around the AFC North for a while. And then all this news happened over the last few days and we had to make sure we hit it specifically the Jesse Bates and Joe Burrow stuff, but we will get to that look around the AFC North, which has been a pretty crazy off season for 
each team. We haven't really gotten into the details of any of those things and how they impact the Bengals. So we'll talk about that pretty soon. If you need more NFL content, go check out Locked on NFL. You might catch James Rapine if you catch it on the right day of the week, and that would be on Wednesdays. Is that right, James? Yep, still Wednesdays. There you go. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. We appreciate every single one of you. Who day, and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.